This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. It is in the middle of summer, and as you know, Pastor Tim and I, we are on a little three-month hiatus. The Village Church Q&A podcast It's going to be back into action in the full swing of things right after Labor Day 2017, but we thought we'd drop a a couple summer episodes on you. Today, the question is this, why didn't God do a do-over with Adam and Eve? So I want to take a couple minutes. I want to process this with you because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around the creation account. One of the misunderstandings comes down to the, I think, the really nature of God. So I think in people's minds, when they think about creation and Satan comes up to Eve and tricks her, God is like watching and he's like, no, don't do it, Eve. I didn't see this one coming. Let's talk about a few things that we know of God and let's process these attributes of God through the lens of the creation account. Okay. Number one is God omniscient. Uh, Dan, what's the answer to that? The answer to that is yes. In case you don't know, Dan is our producer and my sidekick for for this for this episode. So, is God omniscient? The answer is yes. Yes. Does God know the future? The answer, Dan, would be he certainly does. He certainly does. So, I want you to just capture this for a moment. God knows all things. God knows the future. So, there's never a circumstance in this world that happens that catches God off guard or that he did not know was going to happen. Right. On top of that, we also know that God himself created Adam and Eve. He created their bodies. He created their emotional makeups. If they had personality profiles, they might be on the Enneagram somewhere or the Myers-Briggs ENTP, hands down the best personality out there. So God made their personalities. He made their souls. And all of this was created by God. So I I want you to imagine this. When God fashioned Adam and Eve, He fashioned them knowing the decision they were going to make to rebel against him and to have all of humanity infected with sin. In fact, God could have, if he wanted, wired Eve and Adam maybe just a little bit differently if he did not want this outcome to happen. Now, let's even think bigger than this, okay? Here's what we know. There was a battle in heaven and Satan himself was cast down to the earth. Isn't it strange? That in a garden where angels are, we'll say, assumingly protecting it, Satan himself is in the garden and God knows. So God says, I'm going to go for a walk in the cool of the day. God leaves. And we know this God in the garden, the physical manifestation of God is always Jesus. And so Jesus himself walks away and he leaves Adam and Eve vulnerable to Satan himself the second most powerful being in all of creation, heaven, and earth. So now we have Adam and Eve with Satan alone, and Jesus walks away, catch this, knowing the outcome. So then the events of the fall happen. Satan tricks Eve. Eve gives Adam the apple. Adam uh, basically puts aside his leadership for a time, lets All this stuff happened. Uh, Satan subverts the angel-human relationship. Mankind was supposed to have dominion over the angelic realm. Satan takes dominion over mankind, subjects him to his authority. The whole thing is a perversion and inversion. Jesus comes back and says, hey, Adam, where are you at? Where'd you go? As if he actually doesn't know what happened. 
And so here's here's what I, I need people to do. I need you to frame the creation account in light of what we know of the attributes of God. So the reason God didn't do a do-over is because likely in his omniscience and his providence and his sovereignty, he did exactly what was the most best, holy, and righteous in that time. If the best thing for God to do would have been to stay and ward off Satan, God would have done that. So like one of the things that we have to remember when we think about uh, events that happen in human history and God is that God always does the right thing. There's never a moment where God doesn't intervene and he should have. There's never a moment where God intervenes and he shouldn't have. There's never a moment where God makes a decision or does not make a decision where that decision or indecision was the wrong decision. (laughs) Confusing? Good. God always does what is best right holy, good, and true. Right. And so the reason God didn't do a do-over with Adam and Eve is because he didn't make a mistake in the first place. Now, if you are a thinking person, uh, you are one of two things. Frustrated with me because you're thinking to yourself, Michael, what you're necessarily doing is making God culpable or responsible for somehow the existence, let alone the creation, if you could use those terms, of sin itself. That somehow we're putting God responsible ultimately for the reality of sin and Adam and Eve and all of creation. And here's why you're thinking that. You're thinking that because, Michael, what you're saying is that God could have stopped it, but he did not. Therefore, he's culpable. That's a dangerous, slippery, moral slope, but I totally understand where you're coming from. And you haven't even asked the question, but you know who you are. So, uh, and the reality is this is one of these really difficult quandaries that the Bible does not tell us why God did or did not do what he did. What we do know is this. God could have stopped it. He didn't. God could have intervened. He didn't. God could have made Adam and Eve with a different temperament. He didn't. He could have given Eve a lesser will and Adam a stronger will. He didn't. He could have given them more knowledge. He didn't. He actually gave them exactly what they needed to do exactly what he asked them to do. And if God did not want Adam and Eve to fall, I know the word want is a slippery term also, but if there was not some long-term intention of this, well, then here's the only conclusion that we can come to. God does not know the future. God could not stop this. God was not aware of Satan's schemes because God, having created Satan, should have known that he is deviant, hates God, hates mankind made in his image, and should have known if Jesus were in the garden or if Satan were in the garden that he would go right after Adam and Eve. If we're going to make God off the hook and make him, uh, we'll say, morally uh, easy in all of this, well, he could not know all things. He would not have known that Satan was in the garden because if he had known, he would never leave them alone with, with Adam and Eve. And so what we see here is that the only way to get God off the hook is to make him weak. It's to make him human, purely human and not divine. And unfortunately, when we look at the garden account through the filter of God's attributes, we're left with this conclusion. The garden panned out exactly like God expected it to. If you're hearing what we're talking about here and it really bothers you, I want to welcome you into the club. (laughs) I want to let you know that for 2,000 years, Christians and philosophers and theologians have been trying to wrap our heads around this question, it's called a theodicy. It's an explanation of how evil can exist and how God can still be good. And there are multiple theodicies, multiple explanations of how this works. But at the end of the day, it's really, really hard to get our heads around 
how God can be sovereign and omniscient and all-powerful and intuitive and created everything the way he did, and yet these outcomes happened? How can God be good if he could have stopped it, but he didn't? And here's what's going to happen. I'll give you a, a prophetic word. <laughs> You're going to die. That's a prophetic word right there for you. Uh, and this is where the prophetic word stops. Uh, when you die and you go to heaven— you're going to look at Jesus and say something like, could you explain to me theodicy? Could you explain to me this great tension in our world, this moral tension? And Jesus may give you a full explanation. And you're going to stop and you are going to say something like, you are a complete genius. If I had known what you just told me, I would have never doubted you. And right now, Jesus has deemed it worthy to not give the church or, we'll say, philosophers or theologians the one final answer to answer all answers. <laughs> it's just not there. But here's what we know. God is good. He always does the right thing. And if we knew what he knew, we would do what he did every time. So, Bill's Church, look forward to more Q&A podcasts this summer. We're going to drop a couple on you here and there. We're going to answer some questions. And remember, we're getting ready for a post-Labor Day launch. We're going to have a new format. We're going to call this Season 2. So, Season 1 was 450 episodes long. So, God knows how long Season 2 is going to be. Uh, we're going to come back with a different format, different layout, and uh, it's going to be really exciting. So, we got some great ideas for you. Keep turning in your questions. We're still getting them. We're accruing them. We can't wait to get to those answers. Thank you.